Section 9 of Why Frau Frohmann Raised Her Prices and Other Stories. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 1 of The Lady of Launay by Antony Trollope. How Bessie Pryor Became a Young Lady of Importance. How great is the difference between doing our duty and desiring to do it, between doing our duty and a conscientious struggle to do it, between duty really done and that satisfactory state of mind which comes from a conviction that it has been performed. Mrs. Miles was a lady who through her whole life had thought of little else than duty. Though she was possessed of wealth and social position, though she had been a beautiful woman, though all phases of self-indulgent life had been open to her, she had always adhered to her own idea of duty. Many delights had tempted her, she would fain have travelled so as to see the loveliness of the world, but she had always remained at home. She could have enjoyed the society of intelligent sojourners in capitals, but she had confined herself to that of her country neighbours. In early youth she had felt herself to be influenced by a taste for dress. She had consequently compelled herself to use raiment of extreme simplicity. She would buy no pictures, no gems, no china because when young she found that she liked such things too well. She would not leave the parish church to hear a good sermon elsewhere, because even a sermon might be a snare. In the early days of her widowed life it became, she thought, her duty to adopt one of two little motherless, fatherless girls, who had been left altogether unprovided for in the world, and having the choice between the two, she took the plain one, who had weak eyes and a downcast, unhappy look, because it was her duty to deny herself. It was not her fault that the child, who was so unattractive at six, had become beautiful at sixteen, with sweet soft eyes, still downcast occasionally, as though ashamed of their own loveliness. Nor was it her fault that Bessie Pryor had so ministered to her in her advancing years as almost to force upon her the delights of self-indulgence. Mrs. Miles had struggled manfully against these wiles, and in the performance of her duty had fought with them, even to an attempt to make herself generally disagreeable to the young child. The child, however, had conquered, having wound herself into the old woman's heart of hearts. When Bessie at fifteen was like to die, Mrs. Miles for a while broke down altogether. She lingered by the bedside, caressed the thin hands, stroked the soft locks, and prayed to the Lord to stay his hand and to alter his purpose. But when Bessie was strong again, she strove to return to her wanted duties. But Bessie, through it all, was quite aware that she was loved. Looking back at her own past life, and looking also at her days as they were passing, Mrs. Miles thought that she did her duty as well as it is given to frail man or frail woman to perform it. There had been lapses, but still she was conscious of a great strength. She did believe of herself that should a great temptation come in her way, she would stand strong against it. A great temptation did come in her way, and it is the purport of this little story to tell how far she stood and how far she fell. Something must be communicated to the reader of her condition in life, and of Bessie's. Something, but not much. Mrs. Miles had been a Miss Launay, 
and by the death of four brothers almost in their infancy had become heiress to a large property in somersetshire at twenty-five she was married to mr miles who had a property of his own in the next county and who at the time of their marriage represented that county in parliament when she had been married a dozen years she was left a widow with two sons the younger of whom was then about three years old her own property which was much the larger of the two was absolutely her own but was intended for philip who was her younger boy frank miles who was eight years older inherited the other circumstances took him much away from his mother's wings there were troubles among trustees and executors and the father's heir after he came of age saw but little of his mother she did her duty but what she suffered in doing it may be imagined philip was brought up by his mother who perhaps had some consolation in remembering that the younger boy who was always good to her would become a man of higher standing in the world than his brother he was called philip launay the family name having passed on through the mother to the intended heir of the launay property he was thirteen when bessie pryor was brought home to launay park and as a schoolboy had been good to the poor little creature who for the first year or two had hardly dared to think her life her own amidst the strange huge spaces of the great house he had despised her of course but had not been boyishly cruel to her and had given her his old playthings everybody at launay had at first despised bessie pryor though the mistress of the house had been thoroughly good to her there was no real link between her and launay mrs pryor had as a humble friend been under great obligations to mrs launay and these obligations as is their wont had produced deep love in the heart of the person conferring them then both mr and mrs pryor had died and mrs miles had declared that she would take one of the children she fully intended to bring the girl up sternly and well with hard belongings such as might suit her condition but there had been lapses occasioned by those unfortunate female prettinesses and by that equally unfortunate sickness bessie never rebelled and gave therefore no scope to an exhibition of extreme duty and she had a way of kissing her adopted mamma which mrs miles knew to be dangerous she struggled not to be kissed but ineffectually she preached to herself in the solitude of her own room sharp sermons against the sweet softness of the girl's caresses but she could not put a stop to them yes i will the girl would say so softly but so persistently then there would be a great embrace which mrs miles felt to be as dangerous as a diamond as bad as a box at the opera bessie had been despised at first all around launay unattractive children are despised especially when as in this case they are nobodies bessie pryor was quite nobody and certainly there had never been a child more powerless to assert herself she was for a year or two inferior to the parson's children and was not thought much of by the farmers wives the servants called her miss bessie of course but it was not till after that illness that there existed among them any of that reverence which is generally felt in the servants hall for the young ladies of the house it was then too that the parson's daughters found that bessie was nice to walk with and that the tenants began to make much of her when she called 
the old lady's secret manifestations in the sick bedroom had perhaps been seen the respect paid to mrs miles in that and the next parish was of the most reverential kind had she chosen that her dog should be treated as one of the launays the dog would have received all the family honours it must be acknowledged that in the performance of her duty she had become a rural tyrant she gave away many petticoats but they all had to be stitched according to her idea of stitching a petticoat she administered physic gratis to the entire estate but the estate had to take the doses as she chose to have them mixed it was because she had fallen something short of her acknowledged duty in regard to bessie pryor that the parson's daughters were soon even proud of an intimacy with the girl and that the old butler when once she went away for a week in the winter was so careful to wrap her feet up warm in the carriage in this way during the two years subsequent to bessie's illness there had gradually come up an altered condition of life at launay it could not have been said before that bessie though she had been miss bessie was as a daughter in the house but now a daughter's privileges were accorded to her when the old squiress was driven out about the country bessie was expected but was asked rather than ordered to accompany her she always went but went because she decided on going not because she was told and she had a horse to ride and she was allowed to arrange flowers for the drawing-room and the gardener did what she told him what daughter could have more extensive privileges but poor mrs miles had her misgivings often asking herself what would become of it all when bessie had been recovering from her illness philip who was seven years her senior was making a grand tour about the world he had determined to see not paris vienna and rome which used to make a grand tour but japan patagonia and the south sea islands he had gone in such a way as to ensure the consent of his mother two other well-minded young men of fortune had accompanied him and they had been intent on botany the social condition of the natives and the progress of the world generally there had been no harem scarum rushing about without an object philip had been away for more than two years and had seen all there was to be seen in japan patagonia and the south sea islands between them the young men had written a book and the critics had been unanimous in observing how improved in those days were the aspirations of young men on his return he came to launay for a week or two and then went up to london when after four months he returned to his mother's house he was twenty-seven years of age and bessie was just twenty mrs miles knew that there was cause for fear but she had already taken steps to prevent the danger which she had foreseen End of chapter one